and welcome to the Recruitment Marketing Podcast. My name is Victoria Rush. Here, I'll be talking to marketing leaders in the recruitment industry, discussing their careers in recruitment, passions for marketing, and the challenges and successes they have faced along the way. My aim for this podcast is to share the opinions and insights of a variety of experts from across the recruitment marketing landscape. I'll be discussing their experiences and learns while building recruitment brands around the world. Hi everyone, and welcome back to the Recruitment Marketing Podcast. I'm Victoria Rush, and I'm thrilled to bring you the first international episode all the way from Hong Kong, where I'm joined by an old colleague, Katrina, who is the APAC Marketing Manager at Faden International. Katrina and I worked together briefly a few months ago, but we didn't get much time together, so I'm really excited to hear what she has to share today. Kat, thanks for joining us. No problem. Hi. Um, yeah, so I'm Katrina Xu. So I work in uh, Faden International as the marketing manager for APAC. So I have been here now for seven months-ish. So um, before that, I was actually in another recruitment firm called Hudson, um, also working in the APAC team. I was focusing for Asia Market as a marketing manager as well. Um, but interestingly, how I started my career was actually um, in a local agency focusing for PR and events management. Um, I have spent around three years there, I think, in two different agencies, smaller one and a bigger international one. Later on, I moved into in-house. My first in-house job was actually in fashion, in-house marketing. Wow, okay. So how did you find recruitment when you first came out of sort of fashion? Yeah, so uh, it's a huge difference. So obviously for fashion, you know, retail is more fun, celebrities, all these bling bling stuff going on. So when I first started in recruitment agency, I feel totally shocked because it's so different because it's so professional. Everything has to be, you know, perfect and not that in fashion, not perfect, but in fashion, it can be more fun. You can play around with wordings when you do content. So for me, I was at the beginning, like so shocked, like a total new market for me. I need to learn everything. <laughs> yeah. So when you moved from you moved from Hudson, didn't you, to Faden, where you yeah. are now? Um, how I guess how did you make yourself an integral part of the team? Because Faden in Asia had never had a local marketing person before. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for me, of course, uh, this is. Um, a big, I would say, challenge that uh, that's why I joined this company because they never have someone here so I can make a big, I think I can try my best to make a big impact here. Um, And um, the difference is obviously um, there is no reference stuff that I can use what they used to do. Um, I I can literally really just rely on my whatever previous work experience not just in Hudson any like even in retail in fashion or even in agency stuff Uh, and in Faden um, I think as well um, I think they are not like a traditional recruitment company they are a bit more uh, think out of the box because we're that time when I joined we're doing all the employee branding quite out of the box stuff so um, it's very interesting for me because my background I have um B2C marketing in fashion that time and then I have in Hudson the B2B bit which same as Faden recruitment so it's very interesting opportunity for me to merge these two sides together because still here you need to do professional services marketing but in the same time have to be out of the box as by just looking at the Faden logo as well I don't I think it's quite a interesting um, 
when I first see the logo, I didn't even think of it's a recruitment company like that. So in Fader, and I have to not just use the Hudson side experience. I also need to use my previous B two C agency style working style merged together. And then just literally put my heads down and then work super hard and then prove to the people, like the salespeople, most importantly, that I am helping you guys. I'm making your job to become easier. I'm not here to challenge you or to give you more stuff. So um, with the hard work that I've been doing, I think um, I just need to prove myself uh, to them that I'm helping them. And I think. They do buy it. <laughs> so right now, I think the sales side are pretty much with me because I also present myself as a business partner, not just someone work for you or not just a colleague. I give them literally advice as well, but peer to peer because I am a professional for marketing side. They know sales. They know how to generate, you know, convert to money, convert to jobs, but they won't know how to use, a, I would say, smarter way or slicker way to get their job. In like the client or candidate don't even realize you are actually asking me for what you want. So that's what I'm trying to do here, and I I think it's working. So I hope I can keep continue get them buy in. <laughs> when you first came in, um, what did you what what did you do first mm-hmm. with the team? Um, so when I first came in, so you know the uh, usual stuff. I sit down with the leaders to talk to under just to understand what's their challenges what's their wish list and I try to um, I introduce myself to them as well just want to um, give them confidence that they know who they are working with in the next few months or in the future Um, that's the first thing I do and then I literally just understand the business understand each person as well the leader need to understand how to work with each person and then I sit down to because Faden doesn't really got uh, Asian marketing before so I sit down to put a plan together and then literally just roll that out and then try to get quick wins to uh, show to the leaders so that they buy in on marketing initiatives. And how do you report back those wins? Mm. So um, so it depends. So most of the time, because um, again, because they have kind of nothing to reference back before. So I would say any small wins are good wins so Take when, I, yeah, when I have anything i.e. literally because in Asia there are a lot of festivals like moon, I mean meat autumn mooncake festivals yeah. that time I came in was literally September so it was the meat autumn festival so I literally you know we should do some client gifts because in Asia client gift is a big thing um, we get it done brand the things out there do some email marketing and then we get some quick wins because we generate job leads like people literally saying yes we're hiring can you can someone contact with me or with the gifts then consultant got an excuse to meet up with the clients then they literally pick up jobs through the meetings then these kind of quick wins I just literally put like in emails just quickly guys great news we picked up this like that many jobs from this little small campaign well done guys like that so at the beginning I was literally report like that whatever I got I just report to them so right now I think things are more structured in Asia and everyone knows the plan here so everyone knows what's going on in a daily basis what is she doing sitting there what is she working on so I'm reporting in to the leaders in a weekly basis just to keep them in loop to know what's going on this week what's coming up next week and then A can alert them they know they have to respond to me on certain stuff because there's a deadline B as well to let them know that we are sitting there working hard but we are working on your stuff not just sitting there doing nothing um, and then weekly to the leaders and then um, 
I will do. I have done quarterly, like an overall summary for the quarter. What we have done with some result tracking to the whole business, just like because most of the time I speak to the leaders. I believe consult like the more junior level people they might not be able to access on the information or the content. So just a quick email, like a, with result, but a bit higher level. Like we have done these, we got this result to the whole business to just get the whole business to you know understand marketing as well. So that's how I have been reporting on the result and stuff. How did you find coming into a local office? You so you have a local head of. Uh, Asia, head of Hong Kong, and then reporting back to a marketing director in the UK. And what's that like? How do you cope with having two reports and your subject report being in another country? Mm. I think, um, yeah, this is very tricky. I'm sure uh, whoever in the same position will feel quite, kind of tricky in this way. Um, I was... Um, I don't say for my position here. I won't say I'm reporting to the local MD. I would more say like as I said, I'm a business partner for even the local MD. So I would say、um, my tricky point is I'm reporting to the marketing director who sits in UK headquarter. In the same time, not reporting still, but slash is kind of reporting to the Eurasia sales head, Alex. Yeah. So、um, because always in. Any companies, I mean, sales and marketing kind of have a, you know, some tension going on. Similar or, but different. Yeah, similar but different. So,、um, but I think I'm lucky enough、um, because I, because lucky enough, the sales head used to sit in Hong Kong, just next to me. So I got enough time to understand him to also, you know, present and prove myself to him as well. So I believe. He does trust me quite well, and we do have a pretty good relate work relationship right now. So that、um, right now he's back to the headquarter, which makes things easier because he knows how I work. In the same time, he is in headquarter, he, it will be easier for him to directly to talk to my other manager, my marketing head. So they work things face to face will be easier, and then I just you know you know、um, sharing result, yeah, sharing result to. Sales bit result to the salesperson, and the marketing bit of result to the marketing person, and then once in a while、um, we all sit together for like you know an overall high level overview stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And what's it like reporting to a marketing director in the UK? Has that been tough?、Um, Yes and no. So yes, it's tough because a time difference. It really make a big difference because、uh, I'm in Asia and then headquarter in UK right now. So meaning that at my four p.m. or around five p.m. UK started to be active, but then I'll be okay. I need to wrap up. I need to go. Um, in the same time as well, if in the morning, which should be most of the time, you like work super hard time. Um, if I have question, which I need to ask. The marketing head, I have to wait for at least half to one day to get my response. So the turnaround time can't be that quick with given that reporting to uh, UK. Um, but um, I guess again, it's relationship and trust, all these bit and experience as well. At, if you ask me now,、um, it's different compared to if you ask me straight when I joined, because now I know I'm used to how we work here, and I guess. Um, UK team also know how I work. We kind of have the synergy now, so things it's kind of easier and smoother now. 
But um, the difficulty as well, if we want to have, uh, let's say, a full team meeting, it will be so hard because of the time difference. Um, given that we are a global team here, so we do have counterpart in US as well. So if we literally want the global team sit together, kind of impossible. So uh, what I only have one time that I have to jump on a call at my 10 p.m. one hour call. So 11 p.m. finished, I'm like, I have to sleep because I have to work at 8:30 tomorrow like that. So this is the tough part, I would say. Yeah, definitely. What advice would you give back to that younger self or even maybe 18 months ago to learn how to cope with that difference? Because some people listening will have either a, a manager, a direct report or a report line to a different office or a different country. Um, I would say, um, um, which I have been doing as well, but advice to people similar, uh, um, always be honest like just say what you want to say say if you don't feel good if you don't feel right trust your manager talk to them because I always believe you know be honest open conversation will help on anything any kind of relationship um, so if you don't feel comfortable to let's say do that 10 p.m. call for example just say I don't feel comfortable I can't I'm sure the other side will also understand and, and try to work in a way and then um, if you have any difficulty, as I said, for example, like, oh, um, I just feel like I've been ho holding by you guys for too long. So I got the pressure from the local people because I sit there. People just come chasing me all the time. Be honest to your teammates overseas or be, be honest to your manager, because I think although even for me, um, like, I work in a global marketing team, although just myself sits in Asia, we still as a global, like we are one team. So whatever I do good here or whatever I do bad here, I'm representing the whole team. So um, if you just be honest to tell your teammates or your manager, I'm sure we all on the same boat. They will understand, they will try their best as well. And then um, I also think um, advice to anyone. Um, when you're so into something, you always, you know, don't see the, the big picture. You will be like, you know, got the blind spot. Just um, sometimes if you're too frustrated or too stressed, I, I can't get the things, where are those stuff? Just calm down, walk away, relax a bit, come back. Then you will actually see, oh, that's actually an other way that I can get it faster. So that's my tips. <laughs> that's a great piece of advice. Yeah. Um, so... Most recruitment agencies, and we both know this from our own experience, do tend to have smaller budgets than other other companies, you'll know, in comparison to fashion. Um, how do you try to get the best results for your team under what can be a bit constrained? Yeah, so um, since... I started here kind of by myself, so I have no extra person, like no headcounts, all these bit. And the budget was kind of set because that time was kind of testing the water to see whether you need marketing, a real a marketing person dedicated for Asia at that time. So what I can do and what I literally would advise as well, literally just try, do your best, do whatever you can to prove that A, you're worth that budget, that resources, that money. Uh, B, you can really help the business. Um, like, we're not the cost center. We are bringing in leads, money, and stuff. I think as long as you can prove this bit, then in general, I think salespeople more like this. They were more buying in into numbers, ROI. We need to understand who are your stakeholders because they are the one that kind of have, I would say, they have to say whether we should invest more for this area or just take out all of the budget so um, 
understanding your stakeholders. So for me, my stakeholders are the consultant, which is the sales side. So we all know salespeople are very owl eye driven. So given that you have, it's kind of playing a mind game to be honest. So since you know that they are the one um, that have to say whether to get more budget or not, and then you know that they in their in their mind they're thinking in an owl eye perspective so when uh, whatever I am doing I obviously have to work really hard to get the good result it's the same result but when I'm presenting to them on the result I have to present it in their way so really our eye driven way instead of talking about all the fluffy big marketing how we get the brand name out that area if I'm presenting to marketing style even COO that more interesting on oh do we get our name out that bit then I have to present the same result but in a marketing way so I would say this is um, how I am trying to do here and I think it's working and this is also I think the key that how I get the salespeople back to your first question buy into me I've been here for seven months only um, yeah so literally speak their language um, and Given that uh, when I first joined, there was just just me, no one else. I have no extra headcount. So by doing all this bit, like speaking in their language to present the result, I get them buy-in. Then I can prove to them, if you get a one more person, i.e. an extra me, then we can double up the outcome. To do it that way, so then get the resource. <laughs> yeah. Like it. What's been your the best thing you've done since you joined the recruitment industry? The best thing I have done, to be honest, I think um, literally in Faden, not I'm not like lying or what, but uh, because it was a uh, it was a big change for me as well. From like I have a big regional team um, to support, like bigger region, like because it's just APAC, but we got like more people there to support Asia and the market. And in the company was more mature, come into kind of I consider like a startup fade in marketing. Um, I take up more responsibility. I'm owning whatever I'm doing here. So um, it was really exciting for me, and also like for me to prove that I can do it well, not because of. Um, the company is already with a good brand name. They already have all these things there because everything here right now for Asia, I literally really feel like these are my babies. I was the one like planning at the back end, believing in this campaign, pushing it out through, you know, making sure the sales guys will follow up. So it has been really exciting for me at Faden for my recruitment career life. And um, I have the... Um, control on what I want to do, what I believe it works. Um, yeah, so it's really exciting. Kind of like I'm starting my own company, a little marketing company here, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It, does, it does. I mean, how do you think sales and marketing teams can work together better? Um, not just limited to here, right? Like everywhere. So from my experience, I see quite a lot of company, the sales splitting aside with marketing and then sometimes some sales team or marketing team they will kind of like against each other vice versa so I, I always want to I always remember this phrase like back into the uni as well like sales and marketing because it, it always comes together so obviously uh, marketing are the the guys who bring in leads to the sales guys and then sales guys will be converting them so um of course, I don't. I never underestimate how sales guys will bring in leads directly by themselves as well. But I just want to highlight um, 
from marketing perspective, what marketing trying to do to bring in the leads, it's in a softer, indirect way, different way. Um, I always think marketing um, is here to influence the buying behavior, if that makes sense. So salespeople can most of the time reach out to their target clients will be when they have already, I want to buy something. Then they go like, oh, I have this, let's buy this product or service. But for marketing, we reach out to the client, potential clients, um, even at the very earliest stage while they were like just thinking or like doing just in a softer way. So the potential for us to bring in leads or even more leads, bigger leads, so big, like the, the possibility. So if we work together, better communicate with each other better i'm sure everything just can be slicker and smoother like sales doesn't need to do all the cold callings getting all the you know like dumb like a bad response etc we can just marketing can reach out and get all the warm leads first and then you just do a soft pitch then you get the job done things just become so much easier so i just think sales and marketing should be good friends together work together instead of like you know i don't like you you don't like me <laughs> not every company like that but i know some sales people and marketing people don't really get along that well but i think then they miss up like miss out big opportunity there what do you see as the future of marketing in the recruitment industry uh, it's very interesting because obviously uh, recruitment is a professional services company so always have to be um, not in a box but then because professional services I feel like they have to be more you know um, can't be that um, crazy language you have to, can't be that um, too much out of the box because you still have to it's a B2B service but given that I'm seeing how the market, I mean, overall in the world, how it changed with all the automation, with all, you know, social media, how, and the younger generation growing up as adults as well, like they will be in the workforce and then they might be the senior in the future as well. So how, in general, normal people change their behavior. So the recruitment marketing kit, I, I believe it will be, it will have a big change as well becoming more interesting more fun with the channels that we'll be using because the channels changing every day like twitter like whatever snapchat all these stuff so you just like i mean just have to keep on moving and understand the market and then t like get into the audience that you want to get so it will be interesting um evolve from traditional to a new way and the time for evolving will be interesting because once Evolve is done, that will be fine. But when you're changing, that will be quite critical and interesting for marketing person, I think. <laughs> Kat, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> no problem. Thanks for joining us on this week's Recruitment Marketing Podcast. I'm Victoria Rush, and that was Katrina Shu, APAC Marketing Manager at Faden International. Join me next week where I'll be speaking to Jess Brown, Marketing Manager at Goodman Masson. And don't forget to subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. See you next week.